Welcome to a new mini-series for this week that we are calling The Daily Meditation, where we take biblical accounts and meditate on how they relate to specific topics we cover on the podcast. For our last meditation of the week, Brian will be meditating on Lazarus and the rich man and how their situation relates to FOMO. In Luke chapter 16, it is recorded that one day while Jesus was teaching, he made this statement, No servant can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. It says there were men from the group of people known as Pharisees standing there who were lovers of money, and they heard all these things, and it says they derided him. And then he looked at them and said, You are those who justify yourselves before men, but God knows your hearts, for what is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. And then it says that Jesus took that moment to do something that he often did, which was tell a story, a parable, that illustrated the situation these men were actually in. And this is what he said. There was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who was laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. So it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And being in torments in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, and likewise Lazarus, evil things. But now he is comforted, and you are tormented. And beside all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. Then he said, I beg you therefore, Father, that you would send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may testify to them, lest they also come to this place of torment. Abraham said to him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But Abraham said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rise from the dead. Here we have two different kinds of missing out. The first happens during the life of the man named Lazarus. He's poor. He's got some kind of skin condition, which leaves him covered in sores. He literally spends his life laying on the ground outside the gate of a big, rich house. Jesus wanted to paint a very clear picture here. This is a man who is suffering, and where he spends his day-to-day only serves to highlight what's going on. It's not just that Lazarus is suffering. It's that he is also missing out on the good life. Literally feet away is a whole other life a life of wealth and comfort and pleasure, and the people in that house wear nice clothes and eat good food every single day. We can only guess that Lazarus knows this is going on. He's suffering and he's missing out on the good life, which is so close, he can probably smell it. But here's one of those times where Jesus' divine storytelling ability is on display. Are we supposed to pity this man? Well, it's clear that the rich man was supposed to pity Lazarus. Remember, Jesus is telling these stories to people who love money and hate the idea that you can't serve God and money at the same time because they don't love people and they don't love God. In other words, 
Jesus is telling this story to indict them for their unwillingness to care for poor people all around them and for being like the rich man in this story and for how it shows that they don't love God. And so Jesus uses the rich man in this story to point to another way to answer the question, should we feel bad for this poor man? Would Lazarus have been justified if he had lived in total FOMO, the anxiety of missing out not only on some good time right then, but on everything forever? I'll never get into that rich house and taste that good food. All I'll ever have is dogs and sores and the hard street. Does Jesus' parable justify that kind of thinking? Actually, it does just the opposite. By the time we finish listening to Jesus, he's turned the tables on us completely. Lazarus didn't need to fear missing out on anything at all, because in just a short time, he died and then everything changed, because that's when he saw the angels. They came as messengers and couriers to a better life, to a life beyond anything the rich man could have ever dreamed, and to a huge house, the Father's house, where the family is eternal and the feast never ends. Maybe Jesus wants us to hear this parable as the ultimate antidote for FOMO. Who really missed out in the end? Lazarus, who clearly hoped in God and suffered in this life, missed out on the rich man's life. But then, once the angels came for him, his time of missing out was over, and he would never miss out again. When the rich man opened up his eyes, he wasn't in his nice house. He was in Hades, a place Jesus uses only one word to describe, torment. He opened up his eyes and a total missing out, and FOMO takes hold of him immediately. He doesn't only grieve his own missing out, he's afraid that people he loves will miss out too. He is seized by an overwhelming desire to tell people about what they really need to fear. It's not missing out on fine clothes or the big house or the best food. It's another, more elemental, eternal missing out. Fear of missing out for eternity. Fear of missing out on eternity. Fear of eternally missing out. That's the FOMO that Jesus is pressing on his hearers. It's the one kind of missing out everyone actually should fear. The Bible is very clear about what we should expect out of life as followers of Jesus. We should expect to miss out on all kinds of things that this world has to offer, especially because we're following Jesus. But we shouldn't fear missing out on a single one of those things, because all the promises in the Bible point to the same thing. Those who hope in God will not miss out on any good thing forever. The presence of God, the family of God, and the new creation of God are eternal realities which will be here soon which will wipe away every tear from our eyes. Psalm 84 is written to the chief musician on an instrument of Gath, a psalm of the sons of Korah. How lovely is your tabernacle, O Lord of hosts! My soul longs, yes, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young. Even your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They will still be praising you. Selah. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of weeping, they make it a spring. The rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. O God, behold our shield and look upon the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. 
For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man who trusts in you. Psalm 34, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked to him and were radiant. Their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no lack to those who fear him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Come, you children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Who is the man who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil, to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears, and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart, and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus.